This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Father, we thank you, here we go, (laughs) for your presence. Father, we thank you for everything that you are to us. So, Father, tonight as we open your word, Father, I pray that people hear what it is that you want to speak to them. Speak to their hearts, Father. Father, I ain't here to perform. I ain't here to put on no show. I'm just going to stand up here and give you something to work with. So, Father, I just thank you that you're working in the lives of these people and you're working in me, Father. So I thank you for this time that we can be together. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Where do you start? That's always my interesting thing. If you know me at all and know what I do here, usually when I'm up here I have a suit and a tie on, and I say something like, who gives this bride in marriage today? And the other thing I usually say is, we are here today to celebrate the life of, and I stand up here and talk about somebody who's died. <laughs> Those are my two of the functions when I'm up here. So sometime back, I was just kind of thinking in my head and talking to God, and I'm like, if I ever stood before a group of people, what would I talk about? I said, because normally, and I just kind of said those things to him. He said just very plainly. He said, well, you stand up there and talk about dead people. Why can't you just stand up there and talk about me? I'm like, dang, buddy. <laughs> that's, a pretty, that's a pretty good answer. You know what I mean? So Pastor Kathy asked me, the wind, the wind of cool air. Pastor Kathy asked me, and the topic was going to be the uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit, the Spirit. So, so one of my fun topics is to just, I'm hearing a lot of that. Um, one of my fun talk, topics is just to talk about the Holy Spirit. Because it's like talking about somebody you've lived with for, for me nearly 30 years. You know what I mean? Not every year was perfect. <laughs> Not every year was growing. Some years you just hung on until you got through to the next thing. But you just, you just do it. So you have that. So tonight we're going to just kind of talk about um, speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. But before I do that, I just kind of want to tell another little story. I'm full of stories. Jesus. When I was a little boy, a little boy, (laughs) when I was a little boy, I loved to walk through puddles of water. Love walking through puddles of water. Walk through, splash, go do all of that. Get my feet wet. I never like getting my feet wet, but I always like walking through puddles of water. So I grew up, started putting on work boots. Back then we didn't have Gore-Tex. So I would put oil on them. I'd spray the waterproofing on them. None of it worked. Walk across the dew, your feet get wet. I'm like, how can I do this? So finally I saved up enough money and I bought myself my first pair of Gore-Tex boots. So when it came time to wear them for the first time for that particular season of the year, I went out walking. I knew where I wanted to go. You know what I did? I knew where I wanted to go and I walked down the middle of a creek the whole time to get there. You know? Because I did. So I thought about that for a while in life. I still, I wear waterproof boots all the time, most of the time. Even my last tennis shoes are waterproof. If you're walking with me in Home Depot, I will walk through a puddle. I still walk through puddles. If you're riding in my truck, 
and I'm going home on my little narrow road where there's no lines, I know where the puddles are when it rains. And trust me, I will drive my truck through the puddle every time. I will do that. So, so what I learned in life was the little boy in me still gets to do what he wants to do, but I don't get my feet wet anymore. I've learned how to do what I totally enjoy doing as a boy, but now I do it as a man, but I don't have the effect, the bad effects of what I'm doing because I've grown and I've learned, you know? So just remember what you used to do as a kid and what you love to do and look at it to the point of how can I do that now? You know what I mean? Because it's just natural. I'm just talking about puddles to give you an example. But you can look at your life and you can see what it is that you like to do. All right, enough about that, my my puddle story. Like my boots. Now, speaking in tongues, here we go. (laughs) Speaking in tongues is the evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I think we've all gotten that by now through all this time. Yes, we do. But to me the guy who has a plan for fixing things, that doesn't make sense. I have never been able to figure out why, and I still struggle, not struggle with it, but still like, I need to figure this out. Why praying in Shimatata helps me and does something good for me. It makes no sense. The Holy Spirit manifests himself through me in a language that I do not know or understand Yet I cooperate with that moving and I give it voice. I give tongues voice. Tell me that makes sense. Tell me it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. I've so learned with God and so many times he doesn't make sense. I will tell Rafa, we're going to fix this tomorrow. I'll sit down. I'm like, we're going to do this, 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 and this, and this. I will go home. I will go to sleep thinking about it. I'll wake up. I'll come back tomorrow. Like Rafa, we're not going to do it that way. We're going to do it better. You know what I mean? Because I just think through it and we're going to do it differently. So that's just who I am. So I really struggle with this thing of speaking in tongues. It's like, why? Why speak in tongues? Why do it? My, <laughs> way, way back before I actually dove into it, uh, my mom and I had a pack. Daddy got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Daddy was the one that was almost an alcoholic. So he kind of did things a little out there. Mom and I are like, we're going to do everything you do except pray in tongues. We don't need to go shamatata to pray for the sick or do all of that. Needless to say, my mom and I both are baptized in the Holy Spirit and teach it well now. So, so it is real. It really is real. It is a gift from God. The baptism in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, is a gift from God. And you only normally get one language at first. But if you grow in it and submit to it, it can become like a river. It can become like a river. I look at speaking in tongues like a kid. Z is like up here running around a little bit. You know what I mean? He cannot run a marathon yet. You know what I mean? But he's learned how to walk. Speaking in tongues as a baby, you can't even walk yet. You know? But then you learn to walk a little bit. Then you learn to skip. Then you learn to run. But you truly have to give into it, which is this next scripture. The first scripture I have, John chapter 7, verse 37 and 39. John 7, 37 and 39. I didn't realize we don't have New Living Translation. So, that, so when I read it, it's going to be a little more fluffier than the New King James that Miss Donna's putting up for us. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowd, Any one of you thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. 
For the scripture declares, rivers of living water will flow from your heart. When he said living waters, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. Think about that. Being thirsty. We've all been thirsty. We've all been thirsty. Do you truly thirst after God? Truly, do you? Growing up, I was a logger. We did logging. So when you go cut trees down, you go in the woods and you stay there until it's time to come home when everything is running. So you don't have anything extra. Whatever you carry with you, you eat. Some days I've just been thirsty. I didn't perish, but I've been thirsty. So I thought about that. Are we truly wanting that much from God? Are we truly thirsting after him? That's for you to decide. But the other thing I thought in this scripture that's the most amazing part, the rivers will flow from, will flow from your heart. Has your heart ever spoke before? Rivers will flow from your heart when you pray in the spirit. That's interesting. It didn't say he would renew your mind and you rivers would flow through your mind. Rivers will flow through your heart. To me, that's just, that's just, oops, that's just mind boggling that rivers flow through our heart, not just not just our mouths. We have to give it voice back to that again. And the thing, too, about the Holy Spirit that I like, that I do a good job, that I, that I actually like, is praying in the Spirit I've learned through life is get it before you need it. Don't wait till you become in dire need before you go after him. You know? Don't wait for you to get in dire need. When God prompts you, get into it. When God prompts you, get into it. Um, <laughs> these are some of the stories when I'm learning. Years ago, 30 plus years ago, I kept seeing myself laid down on my back. I could not see out of my left eye because something was over it. Out of my right eye, I could look to the left a little bit and look up and see this big silver light. Saw it for years. Well, maybe not years. Saw it for at least a few months. Never prayed about it. Never asked God about it. Kept seeing it. Kept seeing it. Kept seeing it. <laughs> December of that year, right after Christmas, I was running the chainsaw, which I had done for years. Was pretty pretty good at it. I was bending over, cutting wood. The wood wasn't very big, so the saw kind of run through, hit the block that I was cutting. But then the end of the chain hit the block here, and it flew it up in the air, which is not totally unusual. I stopped it. But the part that was unusual was the chain came off. So the chain smacked me in the face and almost cut that finger off. You know, so that, that's that story. Get my, get my pickup truck. Mom hauls me off to, to town. They lay me down to sew my face up. What did I see when I peeked through that home? Wow. I looked through that curtain and saw that light. Saw that light sticking up there. I'm like, oh, shoot, I could have probably not got cut today. You, you know what I mean? Just kind of thinking, I could have probably not got cut today. You know what I mean? So, so you live through that and it's like, all right, 30 stitches in my face, 10 in my finger, two teeth missing. I'm, I'm, I'm put back together now. That's why I have hair on my face. So that, that was that one. So the next time that came, something like that came around, I was dreaming, dreaming. I don't know. I never know how to define what it is I see. All of a sudden, I had a dump truck and a tractor and trailer back in the day, and I delivered mulch and sawdust all over northern Virginia. So I was driving my truck. I was crossing 211, four-lane highway. I was coming across, and I seen very vividly my Aunt Catherine walked up to the truck door, stepped on the first step, looked up to me, and I looked at her, and I said, she's dead, isn't she? 
And Catherine nodded her head, yes. I looked down the street, and my mom's car had run up on the back of a tractor mowing the medium strip. And she was dead. So that time, I did a little better than last time because I, I had a person involved. So I started praying for my mom. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. Never told a soul. But whenever that picture came back, I would always pray for my mom. And I'd pray for my mom's safety that that wouldn't, wouldn't happen to her. I was so happy when they sold that 98 Olds. I was so happy. And they got the gray Cadillac because it was so strange. It's like the day they sold it and brought the Cadillac home, it was like I took my winter coat off. I just got... Really, I never prayed about it again. Then I felt free to share it. You know what I mean? So, so I'm saying all this to say the Holy Spirit is amazing. But when you truly thirst after him, when you truly listen to him, and you truly let the rivers of living water flow out of your heart, and then you somewhat ask your questions of the mind, you actually can get some answers in, uh, in doing that. All right. Speaking in tongues brings out the praise of God. Acts chapter 10, verses 44 and 46. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on the Gentiles. That's us. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Praying in the Spirit helps you praise God. Isn't that amazing? It just, it just is. I remember being in, um, in Mexico. We went there on an outreach one time. So I'm down there. I don't speak Spanish. I know, I know Jesus, Dios, Diablo, unos, uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Si, thank you, senorita. That's about as far as I ever, that's about the gist of what I ever had. But it was amazing when I went into that Spanish church and they were singing the songs I was used to in Spanish. Yes. And it was like hearing people singing in the spirit, but they weren't. So me being Mr. Whoever, I'm like, I'm going to sing in English the way I'm supposed to. I said, it didn't work. It just didn't work. So finally I settled myself down. It's like, why don't you just pray in the spirit that way? So, and during that time is when I truly learned, I'm still not real good at it, but I really truly learned how to pray in the spirit that way, just to sing, to actually sing in the spirit. It's just crazy if you allow yourself when you get into certain environments and you let God speak to you and you just don't get frustrated. How often do we just get frustrated from the get-go? We get frustrated, I'm mad, this is, you know, I'm good at it, you know, <laughs> trying to get better in certain areas. You know, but you get in a situation that's not always comfortable, just asking God, how do we make this better? How do we change this? How do we see it differently? It was just cool just doing that. So, so before I left, it was so much fun. Before I left, I made, here we go, I want to age myself again. I went and bought a cassette tape and I brought it home with me. And it was just cool. I could get in my truck, put the cassette tape in it and practicing in the spirit again. You know what I mean? And it was just practice and just, and just doing that. And I learned, it was just interesting how going from praying in tongues in a, in a, in a language like I normally speak, vocally coming out that way and singing in it, things changed. It just started changing as I was deeply going into it. And about that time, I heard a teaching from Creflo Dollar. Somebody brought it here years ago. And uh, I don't remember the whole hour teaching. The only thing I really remember about that one was when you're praying in the spirit, thank the father along the way. You know, so you're, thank you, father. Thank you, father. And it was crazy how, how when my, the river was flowing out of my heart in the spirit, but then when I engaged me 
and added, thank you, Father. It was crazy how that just took me over here. It just took me even more and even more closer to him. It's just small, simple things, but when you see him differently, when you allow him to change you, when you allow him to grow you, and you get out of the rut. JR, get out of the rut. I love ruts. JR, get out of the rut. It's like, it's like the disciples. It's like the disciples prayed. <laughs> help my unbelief. I believe. Help my unbelief. Help me get out of the rut. I'm in the rut, you know? But, it, but it's just a matter of seeing things for the way they are and allowing you to, to change them. Acts chapter 2. Oh, you got to read Acts chapter 2. We're going to, that's where the good stuff is. I mean, Acts chapter one is good. They received power and the Holy Spirit fell on them. The power is amazing. Acts chapter two, I'm going to read seven and eight and 11 and 11 to 13. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. (laughs) These people are all from Galilee. Always like from Amosville. And yet we hear them speaking in our own native tongue, because we in Amosville have our own native tongue. But, but even being there and people hearing us praying in the spirit, people from Northern Virginia could come out there and hear the gospel being preached. That just amazes me. And we, and we all heard them speak, them people speaking in our own language about the wonderful things God had done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They ask each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them saying they must be drunk. But they weren't. Now, this one I have not experienced. Back to when I was in Mexico. Well, I, yeah, I had the one word I knew. Back when I was in Mexico, we did, we did drama. So I was in an airplane. And my part to say was, who are you? I said, I'm an airplane because I live at the airport. You know what I mean? So the thing was, just because you go to church doesn't make you a Christian. So I learned that part. So, yes, does not make you a Christian. It's crazy what people think sometimes, you know? So I was, I was there, and they made me guard the equipment because I was not a little boy. So they made me guard all the sound equipment. And I, I just stood there, and I'm like, Jesus, why can't I pray in tongues and they hear the gospel? I really, truly wanted to, but I never went and stood of anybody. And I'm like, I, I never, can you pray in German? Can you pray in tongues in German? Nine? Nine? <laughs> Good job, Christine. <laughs> you, you've been there for four years. Y'all know something. <laughs> Once again, you can live in Germany for four years and still not know German. Five years. Forgive me, forgive me for losing one there. So saying, saying that too is you can live in the church for five years and still not one, learn one thing from God. It's the truth. You can. But I so wanted to, to speak to these people. And so, so the other part, when I wasn't an airplane, guess who they made me be? Diablo. I got to play the devil. I'm like, dang, nabbit. I was in the skit. I was always a bad guy. I had more, I had red hair, a lot of red hair, red, didn't have a red beard yet. I couldn't have a beard then. So it constantly made me the Diablo. I'm like, now I'm the devil and I can't speak Spanish. Why, why am I supposed to enjoy this? You know what I mean? But you live and you learn and you learn how to pray for the people that were, that were there, that were ministering, that were ministering with you. Here we go. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, speaking the mysteries. For you have the ability to speak in tongues. Yes, we do. You will be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit, but it will be, it will all be mysteries. I love that one because like I said earlier about how I am, (laughs) 
I can have a situation. It's funny. I can have a situation. I can hook up with God. And I'm like, hey, you know what? If you did this, you did this, you did this, and maybe a little bit of that. And if you got Kathy to go visit them, you know, it would just be amazing. And I'm wrong. I'm wrong. But I've learned in praying in the spirit. I've learned in praying in the spirit when you have a situation that you really don't know what to pray and how to pray, that you can truly fall over into the spirit of praying in tongues, allow that river to come out of your heart, and it can truly change the way you pray, and it can change the way the outcome comes. Like I can stand here and say, I can stand here and say, I'm going to pray for my brother Roger. I don't have a brother, and his name ain't Roger. I almost, I almost became a Roger. That's why I use that name. I almost got named Roger. Sounds funny now, but anyway, and that's not what the R stands for in JR. <laughs> so I can stand here and say, Jesus, I know you want to save Roger. I know he asked Jesus into your heart when he was a little kid. I know you just want to save him. I know you love him, and I know mama really wants him to go to heaven, and I really want you to save him. I really want you to do that. And that's just kind of sad, you know? But you can truly go into God and praying in tongues and say, Father God, Roger's not doing things too well. So guess what? And and what I call, I set my sail. I set my sail with Roger in my mind. With Roger on my mind, I put a picture of him in my head, and off I go, off I go. And then all this, yeah, you just, "Mm, that's it. You you know what that means. And you just go, and you just go. And then part the way through that, all of a sudden, you're like, and Father God, I thank you that ministering angels are ministering to him. Father God, I send my angels over there to minister to him. Father God, I thank you that everything inside of him has life. There's no death in him. I thank you that the drugs that have him are gone. They can no longer hold him. I bind the devil. And you can just take off in English. Because you built up inside of you the mystery. And when you build a mystery up inside of you, the mystery will come out to where you can understand it. But if you never take the time, if you never take the time to build it in the spirit, to pray the mystery, then you never get the interpretation. You never get what it is. It makes prayer life so much more fun. You know, a lot of times I do get lazy. I'm like, let's just pray in tongues. <laughs> I'll admit to that because it's just fun. Ooh, it's just fun. It's just, it's just, it's easier. And I know I can't screw it up. That, that's the honest truth. I know I can't screw it up. I know I can't screw it up. So it's just, it's just good. This is the other thing I'll say about that too. When you're praying strongly about Roger, when you're praying strongly about him and you're praying in tongues, listen to what comes out of you. Listen to what comes out of you. When you finally settle down for that moment that you're praying for him, listen to the first things that come out of your mouth because God's going to speak to you and remember them. And remember them because that's what you need to keep in mind the next time you pray for him. That's what you need to do when you close your eyes and you see Roger and when you see him, you see these things. So make sure when you go into the spirit and you hear the things of the spirit, you hold on to them. You have to hold on to them because people, it's, it's, uh, you talk to so many people, talk to so many people. What's God telling you? I don't know. You know what I mean? What's the last thing he told you? I don't know. Like, you got to write it down. You got to put it somewhere and put it to, to memory because that's what you stand on. Right, Christine? That is what you stand on. You know what I mean? It is. And, and when you get in these places and then you ask God, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? And you hold on to them. Praying the mysteries. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Once again, it's just so nice not to screw it up. 
you know. Way, way back, I was quite the stutterer back in the day, in the little days. So it's like, you know, I almost failed 10th grade English because I wouldn't give an oral book report. <laughs> so talking in front of people is just a pain in the butt most of the time. <laughs> but you, but you just, you just kind of end up, end up doing it. And I think a lot of that comes from praying in the Spirit. Praying in the spirit, building up yourself, praying the mysteries, praying answers to the mysteries, thanking him the mysteries are answered. Thanking him that the, min- wow. that the mysteries are coming true. That the mysteries are coming true. You gotta, when your heart prays, you have to engage your head. You have to engage your head to connect it together. Clark Taylor used to always say, if you want to pray for somebody, then get the feeling. Roger's going to hell. I don't want Roger to go to hell. So you, so you use that feeling to drive you towards God. And then also in that, incorporate your head so you can renew your mind. You renew your mind to what you should be thinking. And as you're praying in the spirit and pray out of that and pray in English, you'll find out what it is your mind should be thinking. So Make sense? Well, making sense, <laughs> talking about the Holy Spirit, I'm not sure that it's always going to, like I said earlier. Praying the, the mysteries. Um, oh, here we go. 1 Corinthians 14, uh, verse 18. <laughs> I lived in Dallas for a while, so this was always was fun to read. I thank my God, my God, I speak in tongues more than y'all. That's a big Texas thing. They all love saying that out of there. I like praying, praying in tongues more than you all. When you don't know what to pray, pray in tongues. Pray in the Spirit. When you don't know what to pray. You can't just say, I don't know what to pray. You can't just say, I don't know what to pray. If you don't know what to pray, and you don't want to take the time to pray in the Spirit, then you really don't want anything to change. You really don't want anything to change. You know what I mean? If Paul is saying, I pray in tongues more than you all. He went through a lot, did a lot, a whole lot of stuff. I think it is something we really, truly... I think it's really something we really truly need to think about and see. Did I pray in tongues? I'm not competitive hardly at all. Being an only child, who are you going to compete with? You know, (laughs) I'm always number one. I've been number one forever. (laughs) I win. I win. I sit down. I win. (laughs) It's craziness, isn't it? But sometimes it's almost like, you know what? It's like have a competition who can pray in the spirit longer and more. But that's not what it's about. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily about the length of time. It's about how much of the, of the depth of it do you go into. You know, I look at praying in the spirit at times. It's like, you know, when you're falling asleep and you're falling asleep slowly, some nights you hit the bed and you're just gone. Other nights, it's kind of like you feel yourself kind of just going into it. That's like praying in the spirit. You start off... And then you just kind of lean into it, lean into it. And all of a sudden you have totally dropped from here to here. And all of a sudden your mouth is just going to town. And I remember this, my mouth was going to town and my head's like, what the flip are you doing? What are you doing? This doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh yes, it does. Oh yes, it does. Cause everything I said in the beginning about it doesn't, it still doesn't add up and make sense, but I know it works. I can... I don't want to drop. I don't want to drop anything. I can stand here and hold something and drop it. I don't understand gravity. It still works. I don't understand how a boat floats. I don't understand how an airplane flies. And I've been on both. I don't understand it, but I still do it. Speaking in tongues, I don't understand it, but I know it works. I know it works well. I just know I need to apply it. I know I need to apply it. And I know he helps me when I go ahead and when I apply it. <clears throat> Thank you, Rafa. I'll drink to that. I always hate it when people drink in front of you and you're sitting out there. 
It's my turn now. Jude chapter 1, verse 20. But you, beloved, this is funny. I'm going to read it out of New King James, then I'm going to read it out of New Living because it takes two totally different views. It was interesting. New King James. But you, beloved, building up yourselves upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Good job. That's the way I've always read it. New Living Translation. But you, dear friends, must build up each each other up in the most holy faith, praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. Praying in tongues together. Praying in tongues together. I've had a few prayer partner people that I've prayed with over the years. It's nuts when you get together and it's almost like your tongues. It's like a... Two people singing and their voices just click. It's just amazing. You fall in the river and you just kind of like just go. You go up together. You go down together. The intensity comes and it's just, it's just, it's just good. So when I look at this scripture in my own personal life, yes, both of them work. I have prayed by myself a lot and I have prayed together with other people who are somewhat similar to me and it has been amazing. But you're building each other you're building each other up. One more scripture on that. Uh, where is it? 1 Corinthians 14, 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies or strengthens himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So, why do we need to build ourselves up? Why do we need to build? To be arrogant and proud? That's not what we're talking about. How do we build ourselves up to be strong in the Lord? Sin. That little thing, it creeps up behind us that always keeps us from wanting to move forward. You know what I mean? To each of us, it's probably a little bit different. So it's keeping praying in the Holy Spirit and the Spirit in mind when I read Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing your sinful nature craves, doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. Yes, we agree on that. It's the total opposite. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. Totally opposite. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Holy Spirit, you are not under the obligation of Moses. And we'll continue this a little bit more. But talking about the fight, the fight back and forth. I remember seeing this one time. As a little boy, I liked the Flintstones. I liked Fred. I liked Barney. Bam Bam was the best. Dino was cool. I loved the Flintstones. Loved the Flintstones. One of the episodes of the Flintstones, Fred was having to make a decision. I think it had to do with Wilma. He had to make a decision. On this shoulder, on this shoulder, was the, yeah, see, the little angel, the little angel Fred. On this side was the little devil Fred. And they were both talking to him. They were just going to town, and Fred was, Fred was Fred. Fred was freaking out. He didn't know what was going on. One night I was praying. I was praying about something or what it was. I was praying about something. <laughs> the picture came right up. I saw it. Just as plain as day, I saw it. I'm like, all right, I'm praying, I'm praying. All of a sudden, God was just like, so who are you going to listen to? Who are you going to listen to? The little angel JR? Woo! Or the little devil JR? Diablo. Diablo. <laughs> 
talk back audience. Good job. Diablo JR. So <laughs> that's fun. Jesus, I got to forget that. But who are you going to believe? Because we both know the difference. We both know the difference. Fred sat there like, ah! we know the difference. As soon as he told me who you're going to believe, I'm like, the easy way is the devil, I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I knew it wasn't the right way, and I knew it really wasn't the easy way. It was just like saying yes and going, going on. So learning how to, to build up yourself and learning how not to do the battle between the two is listen to the right answer. I like what Kevin said the other, the other night. He was talking, and he said, nowhere in the Bible, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you JR's version of what I heard. I'm not going to say I'm saying what you said. <laughs> I got to tell you what I heard. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you got to memorize scripture. I'm like, yeah, it does. Wait, somewhere. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, I guess it really doesn't. I'm like, wow, okay. But then he was moving <laughs> on, so I caught up with him. But what he did say, it's your job to get the word of God on the inside of you so the Holy Spirit has something to pull out that he can use. That's the part that's profound. You know what I mean? When you're going through all this stuff and you got the two little, or the lion lips as, as Reba used to say, when you got all that going on, what have you put on the inside of you that's going to make Angel JR speak louder than Diablo JR? You got to put it inside of you. You got to give him something to work with. You got to give him something to draw out of you. You can drop a bucket in the well all the time, but if there's no water in it, you ain't never going to get nothing. You know what I mean? But when you dig the well deep enough and the water in it is good and the water in it is cool, you can keep on dipping because it keeps on refilling itself. You know what I mean? But you got to keep the well rich. You got to keep it. And you're saying, well, that's works. Not really. You got to know what's right. We learn and grow, just like the little guy walking. He learns to walk. Granted, I'm sorry, Grace, he'll probably bruise his knees sometime pretty soon. But you know what I mean? He, he's growing and he's learning. We as Christians may bruise our knees sometimes. But that's what the rest of us are for. It's like, come on, we, we got this. Let's, let's go. But you pray in the Spirit. You thank God for air conditioning. You thank God for air conditioning. And you pray the God that, that, that invented it is rich. It's like, if he didn't make it, I'm sorry. So we do all that. Now, let's go a little further. Verse 19, back still in Galatians 5. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Here we go. This is in the, I'm reading the Bible. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambitions, divisions, divisiveness, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have, that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those are the things you're saying no to. So you jump right in to verse 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this. The Holy Spirit produces this. The kinds of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these. Everything I read before that is wrong has never helped me do anything. It has never helped me do anything. All it has done is got me in more trouble. It has gotten me in more trouble doing the lust of the flesh. It's only gotten me in trouble. 
But when I pray in the spirit, what am I doing? I'm building up the fruits of the spirit on the inside of me. But you got to do that. You got to, you got to put that in there and you got to let it, let it go. Here we go. Praying in the spirit helps replace the sinful separation from God in our lives and brings fruit from our spirit. Okay. It brings fruit. We get fruit when we pray in the spirit and we combat the things that separate us. The devil loves to separate division, separation, sin. Oh, it's his like, that's his calling card. So whenever it comes at you to separate, you know where it's coming from, right? So you can decide. We get to decide. Are we going to separate or are we going to have fruit of the spirit? But to me, it's just, it's just interesting. Grace is amazing through some of this stuff. You know, sometimes you just like, you get, you get beat up. You get, uh, you just don't know what am I? And your head's just spinning and stress and all this stuff. That's a good time to go pray in the spirit. You see what I'm saying? Because you read through this list of stuff and you're like, guilty, not guilty, guilty. That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at Praying in the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God is stronger than all of those things that separate you from him. Remember the Fred Flintstone. Remember the J.R. <laughs> Remember Diablo. We don't believe Diablo. We believe what God says. Right? Oh, I didn't finish that one in Galatians yet. Those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature, nature to the cross and crucified them. Our sinful nature has been nailed to the cross and crucified. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading every part of our lives. That's it. Learn how to say no. Learn how to say no. Learn how to say no. Galatians, still in Galatians. (laughs) The people at Galatia had a rough time. Jesus. Wow, but we, we can learn from them and not thank do what God. they did. Yes, thank God, thank God. Man, all right, Galatians 6. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired in doing what is good, doing what is right. At the just right time, we will reap the harvest a blessing if we do not give up. Like whoever said, when you get to the end of the rope, tie a knot and hang on. You know what I mean? Praying in the spirit, I keep saying the same old thing over and over again, but it's amazing how praying in the spirit changes your perspective. It truly changes your perspective on things. When you look at something and you pray for it. The other thing I talked about too, when, when I talked about all those things that were wrong, I didn't write that down. When I talked about all those things that separate us from, from God, sometimes I think we spend too much time focusing on them trying to figure out how to stop. We spend a lot of time, we spend a lot of money deciding how I'm going to stop doing those. To me, if you spend the same amount of time, the same amount of money getting into the Holy Spirit and replacing what is bad with that which is good, the bad just disappears. The bad, honestly, that, live that one. The bad will disappear. 
but you got to focus on what is right. You've got to focus on, on what is right. It's a good Graham, if you like Graham Cook, that's a good Graham Cook teaching. Don't, don't settle for, for what's bad. Go for what is right. John 14, 26. I don't think I gave you this one, Donna. John 14, verse 26. <clears throat> but the helper, it's nice to have a helper, isn't it? <laughs> but the helper, the Holy Spirit. Who's the helper? He's not necessarily the doer. He's the helper whom the father will send in my name. He will teach you. Isn't that crazy? The helper is the teacher. We're back to not making sense again. The helper is the teacher. (laughs) Will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all things that I have said to you. The helper and the teacher. The helper and the teacher. A helper comes along beside a helper comes along beside. But when the helper and the teacher are connected with you through the Holy Spirit, it all flows together. It's not like you're helping them. You're just getting to do it. But when you let the Holy Spirit help you, when you say, I'm going to do this, I've always, <laughs> I remember used to always say, I never had one. But always, years ago, they had this recorder thing you could wear. And then every time you spoke, it would start recording. It would just record you when you spoke and when you weren't speaking. Yeah, exactly. And when you weren't speaking, it didn't record. I think most of us, most of us, if we got to the end of the day and hit rewind, then hit play, we would never talk the next day. We probably wouldn't say anything. We probably wouldn't say anything. You know what I mean? So sometimes we've got to really be careful what it is we say and allow the helper to help us. Allow the helper to teach us. It's a part of allowing him. You know what I mean? And some things you just learn and go as you go along, but you still, you still got to help. You got to allow the helper to help. You got to allow the teacher to teach. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to allow the helper to help you even when you don't think you need it. You got to allow the helper to help you even when you don't think you need it. That's back to being proactive. You know what I mean? Even when you think you don't need it, then you just bring him along beside you. All of a sudden, you just, got, you just got bigger in the spirit. You allow him to come along beside you, and you get bigger in, in who you are in the spirit. Um, oh, well. Acts 19.6. Oh, hold on. I do want to do this one. Sorry, sorry, uh, Donald, we're going to go back. Acts 2, 4. I'm going to backtrack. Sorry, forgive me. <clears throat> I was repentant when I gave you that list, so. <laughs> Acts 2, 4. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Acts 10, 44. Even, I read this earlier. Even when... We say these things. The Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed. The gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on all the Gentiles too. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Praying in the, the evidence of praying in the Spirit. Is the ev- praying in the Spirit is the evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Like I said a little bit ago. When you pray in the Spirit for a long period of time, listen to what you say. Thank you, Father, but listen to what you say when you're coming out of it, when you're in just, just, just listen. It's amazing. 
The heart just says all kinds. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We always take that negative, you know what I mean? But when the heart gets the right things going, listen to what it says. It gives you something to, to, to grow on. For, for a long time, a couple of months, I remember, I was just praying in the spirit, going for a walk, pray, 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 pray. Then when I finally would just get to where the part where I sat down, I would just kind of sit there praying in the spirit some more. And then the first thing to come out of my mouth for probably a month or two was, this came out of me. I didn't say I thought this. I want to know you differently. Amen. Well, hold on. I want to know you differently. So I did that for a short period of time. I want to know you differently. I want to know different you. All of a sudden, one day, the routine, meet there on his rut, walked the same way, prayed, and did it. All of a sudden, got to the end that day. Man, it was like I was in a refrigerator. Nothing. Nothing. I struggled. Went to praise and worship. Dead as a hammer, man. Nothing. Nothing. I'm like, what? What the heck? What the heck? I loved it. I loved the chill bumps, the hair on your arms. It was amazing. Nothing, nothing. So finally, once I quit complaining, <laughs> funny, Jesus, help me. Once I quit complaining about what I didn't have and what I didn't see, it's like, what's going on? This is what he said. He said, you've been saying, I want to know you differently. Know me without the feelings. Yes, yes. It's not as, woo, anymore, is it? I'm like, no, no. That's what I said. I don't want to. These feelings are amazing. They're just amazing. He didn't change his mind, even when I asked him to. But I learned from that that God was with me all the time. That God was with me all the time. And sometimes, some years after that, I walked through some of the hardest times in my life. And as I walked through that, I could go back to, I may not feel you and all this stuff, but I got no doubt you're here. I got no doubt that you are here. And I learned through some other teachings. And when I got through places, when I didn't necessarily feel him or couldn't, he's like, I would be like, where are you? I just learned to ask, where are you? <laughs> Jesus has sat in the weirdest places and the weirdest rooms that I have been on. It's like, why would you sit there? So finally, I'm like, cool. I'm glad you're here. Okay, if you want to sit on that, it feels very uncomfortable. But but I learned. So now, because these all these guys, I sit with these guys and different things. Like, did you feel that? Pops and I drive the Kathy's husband and I drive to West Virginia every once in a while. We cross the line. Pops goes, man, you can can you feel that? I'm like, nope, don't feel a darn thing. You can't feel that oppression or whatever he said. I'm like. Nope, we turn around, come back, go to Virginia. He looks at me, he goes, doesn't it feel better? I'm like, I mean, Virginia is good. You know what I mean? It's just good. But you learn and you recognize that there are differences. But the part that isn't different is who's with you. That's the part that isn't different. You can feel all this stuff. And I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not saying it's not real. But when you can get to the point where you can walk through hell and still know that God's with you, even though you don't feel him, you're doing pretty well. You know what I mean? You're doing pretty well. And then at times, the feel, like the other day I sat over there a couple weeks ago when I came up and did the heart thing and all that. I was sitting over there just kind of like, when are we going to go? <laughs> when are we going to go? Then, you know, all this. And I was thinking about all these things. I didn't have any great sense, sensing. I didn't get the hair on my neck standing up. It's like, just go share this. Just go share about me holding the hearts and doing all that stuff. And, and it was just cool. But I can't say I got any great sensing. It was cool when it was happening because I was doing it too. It was like, I said he was in front of all of y'all, but I'm part of the all y'all, you know what I mean? I just happened to be the voice. So you get it too. You know what I mean? You do get to get that, get that too. 
So, if you have the feelings, enjoy them and like them. But don't always be moved by them because sometimes feelings will lie to you. Sometimes feelings will lie to you. You know what I mean? But knowing that you know will never lie to you. That will never, ever lie to you. You always know that you know. Wherever you go, he's there. Okay? And you choose how strong he's going to be there while you're there. You get to choose that. You're going to let him be strong or you're going to let him be like a little, what did, what did Pastor Barry say, mealy, mouthy or whatever. You know what I mean? Or you're going to let him stand strong. Once again, you get the choice. You know what I mean? But when you truly pray in the spirit, when you truly know you have the spirit of God living inside of you, when you truly know you've been water baptized, your sins are forgiven, you're born again, when you truly know all that stuff, really? What else is there? I haven't met anybody yet. <laughs> they get in the middle of something and this, the world's falling apart. You talk to them two months later, it's like, it was nothing. You know what I mean? So I've been around enough people that have done that. I'm like, all right, cool. So when I get in the middle of something, I'm like, you know what? Pretty soon I'm going to say, it was nothing. That's right. Can we do that? You know, it seems hard. It does seem hard. But what are you doing? Diablo's talking to you. Diablo's talking to you if it's going to be hard. You know? We can't listen to Diablo. You can't. You can't. When the lab, Diablo tells you this stuff, it's like, oh, no, it must be the total opposite. Yay. 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 <laughs> Seeing it differently. Seeing it differently. Uh, Acts 19.6. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spake, spake in other tongues. Excuse me. I'm going to have another drink. I spank in other tongues. <laughs> Jesus, help me, before I say something I shouldn't. <laughs> I look at that, and a lot of times we take that as the initial receiving. And yes, it might have been. But sometimes to me, because touch is my, one of my love languages... Praying in the spirit, having someone lay their hands on me, me laying hands on them, I just connected with you. And we just went from one to two to a whole bunch. You know what I mean? So truly understand, laying on of hands, don't just make it up here in the church and connection. Laying on of hands is just another way of saying touch. Just another way of saying touch. You know what I mean? So when something's going on, let somebody touch you or go touch somebody else. You know what I mean? Even when you're struggling, go, go lean on them. Go touch them and allow that to, to come and be a part of you. Work together. We're not in this to be by ourselves. You know what I mean? I, I love being by myself most of the time. You know what I mean? But when it comes to the things of God and living right and talking to people, I don't necessarily love being by myself. You know what I mean? It's just great to do things with, with God. Let's read it one more time. When Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. And they spoke in tongues. They spoke, <laughs> they spoke in tongues. What is that? What am I, why am I saying spank?
and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. Jesus, we'll, we'll all have one memory. <laughs> the Holy Spirit spanked us. <laughs> hey, sometimes if he needs to get our attention, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, hey, hey. You might want to clip that out somehow. <laughs> Jesus. Um, the Jewish, uh, Acts 10, 45. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on, I've read that, was poured out, oh, that's what I was going for. Back to the gift again. The gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on them. Acts 2, 38, Peter replied, each of them must repent of your sins, turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins that you may receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What do you do with a gift? You receive it. You open it. And if it's a good gift, you use it. And if it's a really good gift, it lasts for a long time. And if it's a really good gift, you can add on to it, make it bigger, make it expand. That's what the Holy Spirit is. It is a gift. And it's not like a gift. It's not like this. Here we go. I received this gift. This gift is so special to me. I love it. I don't want to hurt it. It's just so special to me. So I take this gift and I put it over here in this special place. And then I admire that gift. But bet, isn't my gift wonderful? Isn't that an amazing gift? You know what I mean? Christine, my gift. You see my gift? Isn't that so cool? And isn't that sad? We talk about our gift. We talk about our gift, but are we opening it? Are we using that gift? Are we opening and using the gift of the Holy Spirit? Are we? So do we go to our gift for what it's used for? And it's like, whoo, I got a gift. You see this gift I have? I'm going to blow my nose. I'm going to wave it. And I'm going to hallelujah, praise the Lord. You know what I mean? I'm using the gift that God gave me. I'm not just admiring it. I'm not putting it on the shelf. And I take this gift and I carried it around. What's on my gift? You too want some of my gift? You can take part of it and give some to the one there. See? You can pass it on to someone else. <laughs> wow. I never had that one before. They put the gift in upside down, but that's okay. I'll fix that later. <laughs> that's not supposed to be there. What are you doing with the gift God has given you in the Holy Spirit? You're looking at it. Are you only using it on Sunday? <laughs> Babette's using it. <laughs> Do you put your gift over on the shelf? And then it's like, all right, I got my Instagram from Jackie. Church is going great. I got to go get my gift because I got to take it to church. I got to take my gift to church. And you go to town. All right, we're in the car. We're going home. Did you hear what they said to me? You know what I mean? And you left the gift. You know, the gift, that gift is so made that even the real thing, the handkerchief, I carry with me all the time. 
You know what I mean? It never leaves me. So that's my little thing that I'm showing you. But the other part of this that does the same thing as this, it's with me in every pair of clothes that I have. You'll never, you'll never blow your nose the same again, I hope. And gravity works. <clears throat> what are you doing? Are you opening and using the gift that God has given you? What was the last scripture I gave you, Donna? Thank you. Thank you. Good job. It's no nice when you give your, give your notes away or your scriptures away. Romans eight twenty seven. The Father who knows all the hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Baptism in the Holy Spirit helps me pray right. It helps me pray the will of God. Earlier we talked about praying mysteries, and that's all good. But it also helps me pray in line with him. It helps me to pray in line with what he's saying and what's going on because what he's shown me, what I've seen, what I've read in scripture, what he's pulled up out of me. You know what I mean? It's there for you and we got to make sure we understand what that is and how well it works. It's like praying the perfect prayer that your head didn't get involved in, your self-control didn't get involved in, your self-motivations because you're going to maybe get something better if it goes a certain way, none of that actually works. It helps us pray successfully because you're praying the will of God. So you pray successfully and you pray the right thing because you're praying the will of God. So also, here, this thing up here, golly, it can go so fast. It can go so fast down places it all not go quickly. It can. It just, it, it does. I can't answer y'all. Mine. Mine can go quickly. My head hits a pillow at night and it goes, it just takes right off. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We ain't doing that no more. We ain't doing that no more. So I can lay my head. That's my time when things just get speedy in my, in my head. So. Because I built this gift, because I have this inside of me, because I don't pray the wrong thing, I'm praying the perfect will, I can go to bed with no worry. I can go to bed with no stress. I can go to bed with no pain. I can go to bed with no depression. I can go to bed happy. I can go to bed happy. Because this is what's going on. This is how I can handle it. This is how I can do it. And sometimes when the head, head doesn't <laughs> slow down quite as easy as I want it to, I've learned, I can pray in tongues hard like you think I'm going to attack you and hit you, a military and all that. I can pray in tongues and you might think I sound like an angel. Wow. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody thinks that one. <laughs> Thank you. Honesty is amazing. But I've learned how to quietly pray in the spirit and fall asleep. Just, just softly, just and then I just let it. Just I'm not hard. I'm not doing anything. All I am doing is renewing my mind. I am putting what's in control right in control, and not letting the mind go nuts. So I'm giving it something. I am giving it something. The next thing you know, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, dang, it worked again. You know what I mean? It just, it just, it just works. So when your mind's running rampant, try praying in the spirit before you go to bed while you're laying down. Let yourself wind down with that. Don't wind down with your phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, me too. But still. 
1 Corinthians 14, 15. Jack, uh, um, Donna, we're making it. One, I'm doing great. 1 Corinthians 14, there you are, 14, 15. Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the spirit. I will, I'm, I will pray in the spirit. I will also pray in the words I understand. I will sing in the spirit and I will also sing in the words I understand. That's what works. What does it say up there? Is that what it says there? I'm, I don't know what I read. I love the New Living Translation. I will pray in the spirit. I will pray in my understanding. I will sing in the spirit. I will sing in my understanding. The Christian life lived well. Find out what God truly is saying to you. You know what I mean? Gavin has a good word. You know what I mean? But if you go home at night and Gavin said, Gavin said, Gavin's here, like I'm here, whoever's up here, we're here to confirm what God has spoken to your heart. You know, that's what we're here for. It's your job to seek him. It's not our job to seek him for you. It's their job to kind of give you some direction, point you in the right direction. I am not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit may speak through me to you about something, and that's amazing. It's your job to pray in the Spirit, to pray in your understanding. It's your job to sing in the Spirit and to sing in the understanding. That's what you do. And praying in the Spirit is just easy. All you got to do is just start. You know, it's not even, you know, if you've done it for a while, it's not complicated. If you're new at it, get around some people that do and, and have fun and, and enjoy it. Just, and just take off and find someone who prays with you, like you, and just learn and grow. And let your spirit language change. Let your language, that, that's been the craziest thing. I remember one time I was praying, I was just getting into it, and it was just flowing. Next thing you know, I'm walking around. I'm sounding like an Indian. He was like, hey, uh, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I stopped. I stopped. And I'm like, seriously? What the heck? And then I started praying again and it came right back. I'm like, okay, let's do this. So I was running a house at the time and that particular house was four rooms in a square. So you could walk in a circle inside the house. Every room you just kind of could. I prayed in that chanty Indian looking thing and just went and made laps inside that house. If the neighbors heard me, thank you, Jesus. They heard the gospel preached in <laughs> Jesus. They would have thought about that. But I did. So your language will grow. It was like I talked about when Zeke was up here. The little kid learning how to walk, learning how to run, running marathons, lifting weights, doing everything a full body can do because he built it up. Everything in, everything in that little dude is every muscle that he has to be as big as I am. It's already there. He doesn't get new muscles. This is a passiveberry thing. <laughs> it's not me. It is good. Every muscle in that little boy are in my body, but they've grown. They've grown because I've exercised, I've eaten, I've drank, I've worked, you know what I mean? And I have grown. Same thing with the things in the spirit. You eat them, you drink them, you pray them, and you will grow, and you will become a strong person in God, and the devil can't defeat you. You can pray in the Spirit, pray in your English, sing in the Spirit, sing in your English. So pray in tongues, please. You know? So, Father, Father, I thank you. Thank you for this night. Father, I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I thank you you give us the ability to be baptized in your Spirit, Father God. You made us. You know what we need. 
it's just funny how amazing it is when we follow the rules of how you made us. So, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that your word speaks to us, gives us direction. And, Father God, I thank you that you just give us the want to to do what your word says, to do the things that you tell us. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for this night. Thank you for everyone that is here. And, Father, just thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for Jesus. And, Father God, thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.